0: To a world where everyone and their sister has a podcast comes another one. Join us weekly as we explore the dark back alleys of irreverence and the spider infested corners of nerd kind. This is the Irreverent Nerd Podcast. Hello, fellow nerds. So, Change of plans. (laughs) I was ready to go see the Batman last night. I was excited. I was going to go with my friend with whom I see all the superhero movies. I bought the tickets like a week early so that we got half-decent seats instead of sitting right in front of the damn screen. And then a few hours before showtime, my daughter tested positive for covid And then I took a test myself and also tested positive for COVID. So, (laughs) change of plans. I told my buddy to go ahead and see it because we'd paid for the tickets, so no sense wasting both of them. Uh, I think it was too late to refund anything at that point. So he went and saw it, really liked it, um, and recorded his own kind of instant reaction review. I am hoping, I believe it'll be... Like my symptoms started Monday. I didn't take the test till yesterday, but I think next Thursday I'll be good to go and see it myself. So next Friday, um, we're gonna I'm gonna record an instant reaction review of my own and then we're gonna combine them into a single bonus episode. Uh, but for this week, what you're gonna get instead is a review of Tim Burton's Batman. Now, this is kind of half a review because I didn't finish the movie. But I wanted to release something today because I said I would, and I'd like to keep my word. And honestly, I'm not overly interested in finishing it, which I I feel bad saying that. I I will at some point, but like, my time is valuable, you know what I mean? Like, I I have three kids, I have a full-time job, and only one life, right? So, (laughs) my time is valuable. Like, I want to spend it on things that I, I genuinely enjoy and I kind of enjoyed that experience last night. I think I would have enjoyed it more with, with a friend and kind of like, it, it's weird. Like, So, let me jump into it, okay? 1989, Batman, Tim Burton. So, I was a kid when it came out. I was six years old when it came out, but I was not allowed to read Batman comics at that young age, which I'm actually glad my parents didn't let me do that because it's not age appropriate for a five, six year old kid. But had I been like a junior higher teenager around that time and had been into Batman comics, I can only imagine that that movie would have been amazing. It was like you get to see Batman live and on screen and it's a semi-serious movie I mean, people die in this movie. Like, somebody gets fried to death by the Joker. (laughs) The Joker falls into a vat. People are getting shot, and someone says shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know for sure if there had been a lot of cursing in the Batman comics up to that point. Probably a little bit, I would imagine, in the 80s. That's something, honestly, that I do want to do, is go back and revisit some of the classic comics. Uh, I've read some things... From the two thousands and on. Like one of my favorite series is the Hush series. In fact, I just finished The Heart of Hush. I think I missed one in between. Like I, I read the, the the first graphic novel series of Hush I read some time ago. And then I just I got this one um, at a discounted price from like a used bookstore type place. Um, so I read The Heart of Hush, which I guess is the You know, actually, I don't know if it's a climax. See, this is what I need to find out. I don't have an interest in trying to grab a hold of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Or, I should say, the Marvel Comic Universe, because it's so complicated. But I have always resonated with Batman. So, I I do have an interest in digging into that comic book realm. I do want to be cautious as I'm doing it, because... I realize that part of the reason I've resonated with the Batman character is because I have struggled so much with loneliness and isolation throughout a good portion of my life, and I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people resonate with that character. I mean, we've all felt loneliness at some point, right? And we, most of us have experienced pain. Some of us have experienced the loss of a parent. Now I did not lose a parent to murder as Batman did but I did lose a parent to cancer at a relatively young age I was 17 when my mother died of cancer so I can resonate at least on some level with the loss of a parent and with a struggle to to connect with people like you want to and you see that in the Batman like he wants to and he reaches out and yet he he, he tends to always hold people at arm's length uh, even Alfred sometimes but he wants to to reach out, and he wants friends, it's just, so I've resonated with the character on a lot of levels over the years, and and I do think the Batman villains tend to be some of the most fascinating, one exception being Thanos from the MCU, like, um, Avengers Infinity War is hands down one of the best superhero movies, it's definitely in my top five. Hands down, and and yes, that's due in no small part to how they had built the universe up to that point. And you had spent a lot of time with the individual characters, so you cared about them. But it's still like one of the best movies, even just on its own right. And Thanos is one of the most interesting villains in any superhero movie ever. But <clears throat> if you're going to compare universes, broadly speaking, DC has more interesting villains, particularly in the Batman universe. Not so. Not as much in the Superman universe, I have to admit. Uh, but Batman I've always resonated with. Um, So anyway, let's jump into this uh, quick review of Batman. Now I have seen the whole movie, so I'm not reviewing something I haven't seen. It's been a while since I watched the whole thing. And then last night I watched basically the first half. And I recorded, I, I was trying to do a little bit of like commentary as it went along. One of these days I'll need to learn how to do like a audio capture while simultaneously recording um, like a narration, like commentary type thing. Uh, I know someone who's figured out how to do that and uh, I don't know how to do that yet. Someday, like that would be fun. Like I actually kind of enjoy that, like just my own commentary on things. But for now, you get a review. So, uh, let's go through some of the points I was thinking of last night. So, I enjoyed the opening, and this is my first time watching it on a bigger screen, like a 55-inch 4K TV. I just bought the Blu-ray of this movie, so I'm, I'm seeing it, you know, large on screen, you know, for the first time in my life, actually. And I definitely enjoyed it, like aesthetically enjoyed it more than I did on that little laptop screen, obviously, I mean, for obvious reasons. And the film actually looks quite good in Blu-ray. Really, like, a lot of live-action things that use practical effects look really good on Blu-ray, like, when they're remastered. You know, when you get into some compositing work or certainly into any early CGI, that's where you really start to see the glaring differences. But live-action, I mean, a lot of that stuff, like, even Star Trek The Next Generation, when we go back and look at it, because it was recorded in, you know, the HD video, like, for that time... So the remastered Blu-ray of Star Trek TNG, which I will definitely do some Star Trek episodes as this series goes on. But for now, you know, Batman's on my mind because the new movie just came out this week and I'm I'm excited. I I have to postpone that excitement a little bit and wait till next week to see it. And believe me, I checked to see if it was available for in-theater rental and it wasn't and I was disappointed. I was briefly tempted to pirate the thing, but I'm like, nah, I don't want to deal with that. And I don't like doing things that are illegal. Don't like dealing with the the trouble that that could cause. Yeah, no, I'm just going to wait. Plus, I want my first experience seeing it to be an IMAX. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Batman. So, I need to learn more about the backstory of this movie. Like, I I did start to get interested in, in learning about that. Both the comic backstories to it. So, I was familiar a little bit. Like, even before I saw it the first time, I was familiar somewhat with the Jack Napier... Storyline because of Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Like, I actually saw that movie before I saw Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, frankly, hands down, Mask of the Phantasm is a better film. I-, I will have to say it's a better film. However, we would not have gotten Mask of the Phantasm or Batman, the animated series, had it not been for Tim Burton's Batman. So, the Batman universe as a whole owes a lot to Tim Burton and what he accomplished with Batman. <sighs> so like aesthetically like I really enjoyed the set design I enjoyed kind of the it was a weird amalgam of like you have these 80s like some 80s technology and 80s like whether it be cars or televisions or things like that but then the the clothes that people were wearing evoked more of the the 40s like 40s gangster New York kind of vibes and the the landscape of Gotham itself was, had a more gothic, like, kind of art deco feel, which definitely Batman the Animated Series was influenced by and borrowed from heavily, and obviously they even took the theme, Danny Elfman's theme, Now he he rearranged it a little bit for the animated series, and frankly, I like the animated series one better. Some of that's nostalgia, but Danny Elfman is, is a really cool composer. Um, I do like his Spider-Man soundtrack better than his soundtrack for Batman, broadly speaking, but the opening theme is hard to beat, and uh, you know, obviously, it evokes memories of Batman: The Animated Series for me. Anyway, so we have our different character intros. So <laughs> the the first time I saw this, like, it was hard not to to chuckle a bit at the intro for the Batman, because like, it's, it's trying to be all mysterious, and like he, he like Michael Keaton keeps raising his arms to try to look like a bat, but it just comes off, frankly, very stiff. And uh, obviously not frightening. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's it's too slow for one. Like the action is too slow. I, I don't think Tim Burton is particularly good, at least from what I saw in that movie. He's not very good at editing action scenes or fight scenes. Um, I don't think he had any background in that before that point, so I'm not saying he should have been necessarily. But compared to like Christopher Nolan's stuff, his work there, like, now granted, eighties action movies, you know well, no, I, I should take that back. There are better ones, obviously. Predator, one that immediately comes to mind. Much better action movie than this. So the action scene's not that great. But I like some of the aesthetics. Like I obviously like seeing like it's not the first time we'd seen like the the batarang or the bat rope or things like that. You would seen that in the nineteen sixties TV series. But there were some updates to it. You know, some of the gas pellets and things like that. I I don't remember if that was in the 60s TV series. It probably was. Obviously the Batmobile looks great. Uh, I think I had a toy of that 1989 Batmobile. Uh, I currently now have a toy model. uh, More recently made, but a toy model of the Batman the Animated Series Batmobile. Which I keep on my desk at work because I'm a nerd. So sue me. (laughs) Anyway... But yeah, like I love the aesthetics of it, and it evokes um, so many memories of the the animated series, which obviously, as I said, borrowed heavily from it. And there's a certain charm, like it, it 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 it's like it doesn't take itself too seriously, and and yet it is certainly much darker than the '60s TV series. I mean, obviously, but there's a, there's a little bit of irreverent humor in there as well, which I, I kind of appreciate. Um, and and that's Tim Burton has. I mean Tim Burton is Tim Burton like his tone is unique <laughs> um, I have to say and in some of his films like it really works um, so like I enjoyed the aesthetics I enjoyed the production design um, Danny Elfman's music for the most part except for a couple of scenes like the, the initial reveal scene of Batman the music was not that great um, the whole scene was not that great to be honest with you like I said if you were a kid who grew up with the comics at that time and you saw that for the first time it was probably really cool Um, But I've been spoiled, obviously, since then, so now it's like underwhelming at best. And it's not just about the way the scenes were cut and stuff. Now, some of the problem might have been the costume. I I don't know backstory on this. It may have been, I can can guess that Michael Keaton's costume was probably really stiff and hard to work in, so he may have done the best with what he had. But I kind of doubt it, because, frankly, his performance as Bruce Wayne is equally stiff. And even though I did only view half the movie the second time around, my impressions of his performance were the same as they were the first time I watched it. And I came in trying to come in with open open eyes and trying to come in with a fresh perspective and be like, give it the benefit of the doubt again. And it still didn't work for me. I'm sorry. Like, he doesn't even compare to Kevin Conroy. I mean, I'm sorry, Michael Keaton. Like, you're just boring. I'm sorry. Like... I'm sure some people get mad at me probably some who were teenagers when this came out and it's nostalgic for you so but like objectively it's just a boring performance like he he shows so little range you know Keaton is great in some other roles like I've heard he's great in Beetlejuice I haven't seen that yet one of these days I need to see that I loved him in The Founder a more recent film he did great as a villain in the Spider-Man movie a more recent Spider-Man movie I've heard he's awesome in Birdman. haven't seen that yet, but, like, certain roles, like, he's really well-suited for. And, obviously, he's a better actor now, I think it's fair to say, than he was. Oddly enough, he's the same age, roughly, that I am when he made Batman, which is interesting. I'm like, dude, I think I could have done a better job. I hate saying that. But it's just so fucking stiff. I'm sorry. Like, no emotion comes through. Like, it doesn't strike me as genuine at all, like the The chemistry or I should say lack thereof between him and and um Vicky Vale, you know like his bruce Wayne and, and Vicky Vale's character is just on his part just not there, and I get that Bruce Wayne's supposed to be a little distant and guarded and all that, but it just it just doesn't work, and you combine that with him being kind of stiff as the Batman, and the cinematography in the fight scenes is is not that great um. I'm not saying 80s action movies are, like, have the greatest cinematography in general. But I've seen some that are better than this. So that... The Batman scene is, frankly, disappointing. And I still remember the first time I saw it. um, Like, like I saw a shot and I saw that he had, like, Reebok. Like, black Reeboks on. He didn't have actual boots on. He had, like, shin guards and black Reeboks. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, man. You could have at least had him wear boots. Come on. You know, that black Reeboks. You know, that's what it looked like anyway. Um, so some things disappointing. Like, the two things I think that are, frankly, most important to the success of the film, the performance of Michael Keaton, both as Bruce Wayne and Batman, obviously. So Michael Keaton's performance and Jack Nicholson's were integral to the the movie I mean obviously like if those don't work then the movie falls apart which for me at the end of the day it does primarily because of those two performances like Jack Nicholson now I don't know what it would have been like to have been reading Joker in the comics and your only live action experience with Joker up to that point was Cesar Romero and then you see Jack Nicholson on the scene who's like more definitely more menacing than Cesar Romero I mean but obviously that's part of the tone that that Burton was going for as well like, but Jack's Jack's brand of crazy just doesn't quite work for the Joker. And it's really, like, admittedly, it's tough to pull that off live action. Heath Ledger obviously nailed it. The best live action Joker, hands down, by far, blew everybody else out of the water, Jack Nicholson included, you know. And I can't say for sure how well Mark Hamill's performance would have translated had he been live action I don't know for sure it it wouldn't have worked as well I don't think but just comparing like say if Jack Nicholson had done the voice of the Joker for Batman the Animated Series compared to Mark Hamill Mark Hamill would win I'm sorry yeah like he can do more with his voice for one and yeah just the man has more range um, broadly speaking But, I I will say this, like, Jack Nicholson's performance was a little bit better than I remembered it. Like, um... Like, I kind of saw what he was going for, but it still just doesn't quite work for me. And at the end of the day, if Batman and the Joker, if their performances don't work, then the movie doesn't work. Doesn't mean I don't enjoy anything about it, because I just... I love Batman. I love the Batman universe. Um... But yeah, like, it's not gonna rank... Um... Like, I'm pretty confident that after I see The Batman next week that it's going to be in my top three. It's going to immediately be in my top three. Obviously, like, The Dark Knight. Right now, I'd I'd say my top three would be... And not necessarily in any... This is not a hierarchical order necessarily, but it would be Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Like, I'm not entirely sure whether to include some of the direct-to-video... DC releases in that ranking. I think I'll stick to theatrical release movies, which Phantasm was as such. So those are my top three Batman movies at, up to this point. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that The Batman, I'm pretty confident it's going to knock one of those out of there. Probably Batman Begins. Um, but I'm not sure. I do need to revisit um, Mask of the Phantasm. I haven't watched that in a while. But, you know, very strong memories of it anyway I'm coming up on 20 minutes here so after watching half the movie and frankly not being interested enough to finish it um, now last night I was too tired but like I could have finished it tonight I was just like eh, I'm just not interested enough like not right now like um, as I'm prepping for the Batman like honestly I want to review things that are more serious contenders And this is not it. (laughs) I kind of knew that going in. I was trying to look at it maybe a little bit more fun. And I was trying to give it a second chance. And it still doesn't work for me. I'm sorry, Tim Burton fans. Uh, It just doesn't work for me. And Batman Returns is worse, frankly. Um, I might change my mind, you know, in terms of the ranking of those two after I see it again. But my first impressions of it, again, no. There's some of it that works. Like, really, more than anything, the, the production design works for me i like it but the cinematography and the acting which obviously is a big part of the movie not so much so that's my my uh kind of off the cuff review of tim burton's batman uh like i said this replaces what i would have released today which would have been an instant reactions review of the batman but we're going to save that for next friday after i get to see it and um We'll combine. I'll edit together both my review and my friend's review that he did last night for me, and uh, we'll hopefully couple together a good episode for you guys. Uh, this was going to be Wednesday's episode, so I need to come up with a different topic. So it'll either be either be a review of The Dark Knight, which i i I do hope to find time to watch before the Batman. So either be a review of that, or it'll be some other Batman related topic. And I think after next Friday. I'm probably going to take a break from Batman for a little bit and move on to other nerdy topics, you know. And, and this podcast could go anywhere. I mean, like it's called the Irreverent Nerd. It's not called the Irreverent Comic Book Fan. It's like I, I'm finding that I'm really enjoying talking about all of this. Or, frankly, you know, I, I enjoy this kind of stuff. So, you know, but it doesn't have to be every episode. Like I'd have an episode about NASA or SpaceX or you know, like obviously there's going to be some Star Trek and some Star Wars in there at some point. Um, but yeah, we could we could have like a hardcore science episode as well. Where we're like nerd out about I don't know evolutionary psychology or you know string theory or something like that. <laughs> uh, that would be fun too, you know. Because I mean, if you're like me and you're into sci-fi and into science in general and and stuff like that, you you enjoy learning about things like that. Um, but I got to find out a way to make it fun as well, you know one of the first people to ever make science fun for me, and I'm sure this may be true for many of you who are around the same age as me, and that is Bill Nye. Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill, Bill, Bill. Yes. Love that guy. Uh, I need to finish watching his Netflix series whenever I get Netflix again, which probably won't be until Stranger Things Season 4 releases. I think first part of it releases in May. I think May 27th, I heard. Excited about that. I'm, I'm kind of getting into this thing of like when a new when a series I'm genuinely interested in releases on a streaming service, then I'll like cancel my other streaming service and then sign up for that one for a month so then I can watch that series and then I'll cancel that and then move on to the next one. When, Like, for instance, when Westworld uh, Season 4 releases on HBO Max, I'm, I'm definitely going to be signing back up for HBO Max because that series is engrossing and fascinating and uh, I, I want to continue on in it. Anyway, I'm kind of going long, so I'm, I'm going to finish up here thanks for joining me my fellow nerds uh on this bonus episode review of tim burton's batman and i will or i should say you'll be hearing me again soon thank you for joining us for this week's episode You can follow us on Instagram, at irreverent underscore nerd. That is at irreverent underscore nerd. We also have a YouTube channel, appropriately titled irreverent nerd. If you'd like to leave a voice message to be included on a future episode, go to anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd forward slash message and drop us a line. Until next time, our fellow nerds, make it so. May the Force be with you. Avengers assemble! I'm Batman.